Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is how real estate investors can help after natural disasters. What I'm about to share with you are some things that real estate investors are uniquely qualified to provide, to give and serve in the community after a natural disaster, after a hurricane, after a flood, wildfires, earthquakes, mudslides, blizzards, avalanches, and everything in between. Because there are so many wonderful things that we can do to help those in need that we can all do, whether it be giving money, providing materials, prayers, and all those wonderful things. But in this video, what you're going to discover is what a real estate investor can do and can do very well and can provide immediate and lasting help for those that have been affected. So if you've been recently affected by a natural disaster, a loved one or someone you know, well, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear you're going through that. Uh, I've been through it myself. I, I, There's a flash flood in 2010 in Nashville, and my own home was flooded. Certainly, I've been through several hurricanes because of all my real estate in Florida. And I know that investment real estate is not the same. People typically don't have any remorse or concern or sympathy for uh, for an investment property being destroyed by hurricanes or floods or wildfires. But still, I, I know what it feels like on both sides, both as a homeowner and as an investor, when, an, when a natural disaster occurs and what it can do. And so I hope this can be of tremendous value, and not only to those that are listening, but to all those that you can help as a result of what I'm about to share. I'm Phil Pustiovsky with FreedomMentor.com. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate mentor and coach to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America. I'm the best-selling author of two books. My first book I give away for free. It's called How to Be a Real Estate Investor. It remains one of the best-selling books on Amazon for real estate investing year after year. This is a uh, somewhat newer book. Uh, this is teaching you what not to do, real estate investing gone bad. And it's also more for intermediate and experts. But whether or not you ever become a, a highly successful real estate investor, at some point in your life, you're going to be a part of a natural disaster. And there are going to be people around you that need your help. And so I hope you can provide some or all of what I'm about to share with you. The first arena where real estate investors can provide tremendous value to the community after a natural disaster, and arguably maybe one of the most important ones, is dealing with contractors. This is a very difficult challenge, especially after a natural disaster. There are typically very few contractors available. The ones that are available are so busy that they have to price their services accordingly, which means they raise their prices usually. And sometimes they argue that they don't. They're not going to raise their prices at all. But with contract work, there's no clear line. It's not like it's all shown on a website. This is my hourly rate. This is the cost of materials. Uh-uh. It's always the wild, wild west with contractors. By the way, I have a great video. If you are not well-versed in working with contractors, called Seven Things to Never Say to a Contractor. That's just uh, scratching the surface. Hopefully, as a real estate investor, you already have a lot of experience working with these folks because if you don't, um, you may not be of much help because you don't want to have the blind leading the blind. Contractors can, can be so difficult. So you can help with locating because one of the problems is you're going to get, especially if the natural disaster becomes uh, national headlines, you're going to get an influx of out-of-town contractors to descend upon an area, and they're pros, and they charge way too much. They, know they do sometimes do decent work, but the problem is the person who needs the most help 
is the person who has the least amount of money, and they're the ones that typically are unable to hire maybe the best contractors and all that kind of stuff. So you need to locate the right contractors. You need to help with negotiating with these people, because that in and of itself can be very complicated. Because like I said before, when it comes to contractors, it's the wild, wild west of what, some, what something should cost. Labor versus materials versus their profit and everything in between. So in addition to this, you may want to consider the idea of, I'm going to use this word, sharing, sharing your contractors. I know for me personally, I have the greatest contractors on planet Earth on my team, and I always keep them busy. And so, but during these times when there's problems, I've been sharing my contractors. And uh, let me tell you, they're absolutely wonderful people. And so I've trained them, I've worked with them, I've mentored them, I've managed them. And so they are so good that when I'm sharing that with people that need help, they, they get the experience of a lifetime. They're like, oh my gosh, these people are amazing. I said, I know, that's why they're on my team. So you can share your contractors if you got them. If you don't have them, then you have to work on locating, negotiating, managing, and making sure that those people do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. All right, the next side of this, and this is for those of you who are entrepreneurial and want to help people but also make money at the same time, maybe you want to be a contractor. So as a real estate investor, when you think about it, we are contractors. We have to estimate how much it's going to cost to fix it up. If we do close on the property, we then have to get it fixed up. Even if we don't do the work, we're kind of like a general contractor in a sense because we have to get the work done by the different subs, the plumbers, the electricians, the HVAC, the drywallers, everybody in between. So you could be a contractor, and especially if you time it right, you can make decent money and do a great job and help those in need. Because ultimately, contractors do serve such a critical role after a natural disaster. They have the skill sets, the tools, the team. They can get the stuff done a lot faster than some homeowner who's never cut out drywall you know, below the two-foot mark all around their house, made sure that the, the electrical is shut off and everything else that they were supposed to do. So being a contractor yourself could also help if there is no one after you try to locate them and you don't have anyone to share. But if you are going to become a contractor, you do have to get the right licensing. Or if you know someone, maybe you can work underneath their license. You have to do it legally. That we always need more contractors that are of high quality out there. And so I want to encourage you, if you're in a situation like that and you're, you know, maybe there's a, a natural disaster that just rolled through your local area, consider being a contractor. And that also points out this. I'm just going to touch on this real quick. Uh, being the real estate investor in a, in a natural disaster area is not always as lucrative as you might think. It's not like you can go run in and grab a, swoop a bunch of houses up for dirt cheap. Usually they're damaged. And so if the insurance company is not going to pick up the, uh, the issues and you have to, you better really know what you're doing. I've, I've had several apprentices over the years who've learned that lesson the hard way, where they buy a property in a flooded out area and then they redo the property and then they discover they didn't get the right mold certifications, they didn't get the right this, the right that, and they end up losing money. And I begged them not to do it. I told them just to you know, help them try to sell the house, wholesale it, do something different. So being a contractor actually can be uh, fruitful economically, can help people uh, tremendously, and you never lose, right? Because you're only getting paid for the jobs you do. You're not betting on the hope that a house is going to sell. All right, so that's number one and arguably the most important one. A second way that real estate investors can help those affected in natural disasters is through the world of insurance. Specifically for those that have been affected, it's going to be helping with the filing of claims. 
and not only the the claim itself but also uh, working with the adjuster making sure that they they've discovered each and every flaw look as a real estate investor you're already doing this right just like you're already being a contractor you're also always being kind of an insurance adjuster from the other perspective right you're walking into people's houses you're looking at everything that is wrong with the home and so you can help those that have been affected with a natural disaster uh, with the insurance process as well. Now certainly it's usually best that they hire an attorney as well to help them but it certainly doesn't hurt to get all the help they can get and if you're not well versed in insurance and you're a real estate investor shame on you you really got to get that world dialed in so I've got a video on that subject and uh, that video shares with you some insight in fact some of which I'm sure some people wish they would have watched the video years ago where I preached the gospel of getting flood insurance and if, as long as you're not in the top of a mountain, flooding is very real even in non-flood zone areas, as we've definitely seen over these last few months. Um, so definitely insurance is a big piece of the puzzle after a, uh, a natural disaster, and you can help in this process because things like reading the fine print of the insurance policy, I mean, we're real estate investors. We read contracts all the time. We read mortgage details, we read into this stuff. So you may be far better versed at being able to look at the fine print than your next door neighbor. And so you can help have them go through what that policy says and doesn't say and help them with working with this big bad organization called the insurance companies. Because as you know, insurance companies love to collect premiums. They love to collect money, but they don't like to pay out claims. So you can be there to help your neighbor getting rightfully uh, um, paid on what they're owed, what they're due. Another way that real estate investors can help those after a natural disaster is with this big and scary topic of whether to sell their house, if they, if they don't even sell their house but they need a place to live, how they find a place to rent, and whether or not they should stay put. And so you are also uniquely qualified, especially if you're a successful real estate investor, on helping on these subjects. First of all, you're going to know the, the way or ways that they can get max resale for their, their property. You're going you're gonna to be able to show them how to put a property on the MLS with a flat fee and how to make sure they get the right pictures and the right description. And you're going to be able to help them with making sure they get maximum exposure to the marketplace. And I know that sounds counterintuitive. You said, but yeah, but Phil, I'm a real estate investor. What if I get under contract and I wholesale it? Well, my argument is going to be this. These are people that have been affected by a natural disaster completely outside of their control. And in these cases, we want to be there to truly help them in any way they need. And now they might say, I want you to deal with it. And then there, of course, you could be the real estate agent listing the property or the wholesaler. But if they want to get maximum return on the sale of their property, you can also help them and show them how you do that personally as well. So it is going to depend on the situation because obviously as a real estate investor, we do want to be economically productive, but we, we don't want to do that at the expense of others. We want to do that to help others. It needs to be a win-win. Okay, so you'll show them that, but you may also want to convince them just to stay put. I think a lot of people have fear after a natural disaster and they worry that it's going to happen over and over and over again. 
and it may not happen again for a very, very long time. So I have some, uh, I know several people that have been affected by the, the recent hurricanes, one of which was very serious about selling his investment property that he'd already put $100,000 into. He was just going to lose the money, just let it go. He worked out an owner finance deal. And, um, and I, I talked to him for a while and said, you've got to stick to it, man. I mean, you, you learned a lesson. You should have had hurricane insurance. You'll get that next time. But this property has tremendous income uh, uh, potential. You know, that, that island is going to come back. You know, it's going to rebound. And next time around, it's going to be better than ever. So you, you, you can't give up on real estate. So in, in this particular case, I'm, of course, I preach the gospel of own, 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 and don't give up on real estate. So um, you may be helping them to overcome their fears that it's going to happen again in the future. Um, but then let's talk about something as important as, let's say, for example, they do sell their house. They want to find another one. You know, so of all people, we are probably the best on the planet, better than real estate agents, better than anyone else in the world, on how to get to deals before anybody else can. I have got a great video on some ways that you can find properties, especially ones you want to live in or rent, um, that no one else does. And so that video has some wonderful techniques on there. That's how I found my own personal home that I live in, by following the techniques I share in that video. I get very detailed in there, too. And you can help uh, some of those friends and family find another property. Because otherwise, what they're going to do is they're going to go to Zillow, they're going to go to uh, Realtor Rentals, and they're going to look for what's available, and they're going to see that nothing's available. And they're going to say, oh, it's because there's been a flood, and there are no houses available, and... Well, there always is, it's just not as easy to find. And you as a real estate investor can help them find those kind of opportunities. You can find that rental situation where that property actually was at the end of the cul-de-sac. It was a little bit higher and drier than everybody else's. And so uh, that one's available for rent, but you had to send out some direct mail or other techniques I share in that video on how to get there. So this is another main main place that you as a real estate investor are uniquely qualified to help someone after a natural disaster. So that is just a few of the ways you can be of tremendous assistance after something as terrible as a hurricane or a massive flood rolls through an area. Um, obviously, I sprinkle in a couple of techniques and ideas as far as you know, maybe being able to make some money during those situations. Certainly, you can wholesale some properties. I'm not a big fan of you rehabbing after those events uh, because you typically lose money. You don't make it. Being a contractor is a great way to do that as well. But again, all in the spirit of helping, all in the spirit of making sure that you are providing win-wins for everybody that's been affected.